Greetings, Alpha Seekers. Uh, this is a uh, podcast for Wednesday, but I'm doing it. A, it's a midnight, so I got started very early today, depending on how you look at it. 12.03 a.m. This is being recorded. Because I just read an astonishing, in my mind at least, maybe I'm easily astonished, but what I consider to be an astonishing editorial in the Wall Street Journal. Now, before you say, oh, well, the Wall Street Journal, uh, this is <clears throat> a report uh, or a, an editorial about the Congressional Budget Office's summary for revenues and outlays for fiscal 21. Now, remember, uh, part of that was from October, November, December, January. Four months of that was under the... Uh, <clears throat> the infamous Trump regime, and the rest has been under Joe Biden. Uh, federal receipts rolled in at a record for just over $4 trillion. That's breaking the $4 trillion barrier for the first time. Receipts rose 18%, $627 billion in one year. Individual income taxes rose $443 billion, or 28%, to break $2 trillion. That's 9% of GDP. CBO says that increase reflects higher total wages and salaries, particularly among the relatively high-income workers who are subject to higher tax rates. Translation, the rich had a good year, but they also paid a huge fiscal dividend in taxes. Question for Biden. Does $2 trillion qualify as a fair share? <clears throat> Corporate income taxes rolled in at an astonishing rate, rising by 75%, $158 billion to $370 billion. So we say no, corporations don't pay their taxes, but they do. That reflects robust corporate profits. Um, and that was at the current 21% top corporate tax rate, which the GOP passed with tax reform in 2017. Biden and Democrats keep telling Americans corporations aren't paying enough, even though, even as the corporate tax boom gives them more to spend. I suppose you could look at it as a percentage of profits and there's all sorts of stuff that goes on there. But still, um, the Fed also contributed more. Uh, they paid the Treasury 22%, uh, which is $18 billion more than last year, for a total of $82 billion, which is kind of small change. But the Fed earns interest, um, the bonds that it buys, mortgage bonds and Treasury. So, uh, unfortunately, the revenue boom was swamped by another record spending increase. Outlays rose 4% in the fiscal year, which is, uh, I think even the year before was a big one. So outlays went up $265 billion to $6.82 trillion, which is 30% of GDP in federal spending alone. That doesn't count for state and local. So I'll bet if you 
add state and local, you get up to like 40% of GDP for the public sector, maybe more. Some of that will ebb as pandemic payments expire. Um, and the journal says that Biden's entitlement plan is a $5 trillion plan. I think they're playing with the numbers there, but so is Joe. So this raises the question, says the journal editorial board, with tax revenues coming in like a gusher and the economy slowing from supply-side shortages, why raise taxes at all? When current rates seem to be capturing the profits of companies and income of individuals well enough, there's no fiscal or economic logic to it, so the likely answer is simply to punish Americans who make more than what Mr. Biden thinks is fair. And that's the trouble with the uh, progressive movement. It's no fun for them to spend money unless they you know, play Robin Hood and punish people who succeed. I bear them no malice. I wish I was one of them, you know, these days. I guess I used to be one of them back in the good old days, but, you know, it's hard to do that consistently, at least in my case. But, you know, if if the guy, if Mike McGrath Sr. makes a ton of money selling cars and running a great dealership, I don't have a problem. Jeff Bezos starts a company in his kitchen and turns it into, you know, a, a massive, massive business. I don't have a problem if Elon Musk invents an electric car or buys a company and makes it into a powerhouse. I don't have a problem. If Mark Zuckerberg starts a social network and makes tons of money, I don't have a problem. I could have done the same thing. There's nothing that says I couldn't. There's nothing that stopped me from doing that except my own limitations. Man's got to know his limitations, you know? So, uh, I, 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 love, I love a capitalist environment where people can succeed. You know, they can be anything they can be. A guy who works for me as a Bosnian immigrant. Came over here with like 300 bucks in his pocket. And his son got hired by Google. And he had his picture up in the NASDAQ market uh, building. You know in Times Square. He showed me. He was real proud of the guy, obviously. And then he gets a call from Amazon trying to recruit him, and he turns him down. I mean, that's what this country is all about. It's not about, you know, punishing success. It's the land of opportunity. That's what it should be, at least. And I, and that's the trouble, you know, with the socialist progressive agenda, is that it more or less punishes success. And more or less rewards lack of same. I don't like that. It might be easier, you know. I could be, a, I could easily be a communist or a socialist. I don't, you know. If you give me cable and you give me internet, I'm good. Give me a place to live, I'm good. I don't really need a car, you know. I mean, I'd like a car. But uh, I would be fine with it, honestly, as a human being person, because I don't, you know, I don't really care about stuff. But you know, to each his own, as far as I'm concerned. I don't have a problem with how much the rich make. I do have some disgust with how they spend it. But you know, 
so it goes. So I would prefer that to, you know, the the dead hand of socialism. And maybe that's out of vogue. I'm sure it is today. These kids coming out of college, you know, they they all hate capitalism, which is what got them where they are today. For most of them. So, we shall see. We've been here before. You know, in the history of capitalism, we've been there before. And uh, usually capitalism and freedom of speech went out. I was also a little disheartened by what happened to John Gruden. They found a bunch of emails. You know, and obviously he has a bit of a south side sense of humor. But... You know, they say free. They talk about free speech and free expression. Well, these are private emails. He didn't get you know prosecuted. He just lost his job. But I mean, you know, this this is the the peril of the digital age. Is that you know those conversations used to be had on the phone, and people didn't write letters like that, or they talk to each other in person. Now you email back and forth and you're laying down a record that you figured was confidential and private and it's not. Anything you type in a digital environment is out there and can be subpoenaed and can, you know, the investigation Gruden got caught and didn't have anything to do with Gruden and I'm watching the news with Shepard Smith and Shepard is gay, we should know. And uh, has turned into like, you know, the opposite of what he was on, on Fox News. And he had some professor of sports journalism on from uh, Northwestern. And, and he's he just, he just uh, to, you know, you got to define everybody, he's black. And he's like, you know, I mean, uh, this is just the beginning. I mean, if, if these two guys were saying that, then what, what are all the other guys saying? And then Tony Dungy kind of stuck up for Gruden and got this wave of abuse on Twitter and said, oh, well, I'm not sticking up for him, and now we find a pattern. Well, you know, I'm sure there's tons of people in the NFL just shaking in their spikes, you know, but oh, my God, what did I put out there 10 years ago in an email, you know? I mean, I know I wouldn't pass that test. So the only thing you can hope is that a, a public spotlight doesn't shine upon you. Or, you know, I mean, if you were the kind of person who never never says anything, even in jest, that could be considered to be uh, below woke standards, then okay. But, I mean, I don't like living in this world the way it is. I mean, I think this is, like, ridiculous that a guy loses his job over something probably said in jest like a decade ago and didn't say publicly you know I mean can't you have a private conversation now are your emotions your attitudes your sentiments your sense of humor now grounds for cancellation that's where we're at that's like a a Soviet Union type of an environment you know so, it all goes hand in hand, I think. The whole economics of socialism and the politics, the woke politics, the political correctness, it's all 
different threads of one fabric as far as I'm concerned. And it's a chilling environment, you know? Here's this government going to take half a GDP? Wow. So, anyway, I'm glad that I'm probably the end of the fourth quarter here rather than just entering the playing field. Because, of course, I suppose if I was entering the playing field, this is the way I would think and feel and act. So I wouldn't have to worry about it. Anyway, that's it. Reporting from uh, Lincoln Park. This is your podcast host with the most, Harry Nugent. And this is brought to you by Terrific Writing. So keep in mind, we're never too busy for referrals. So if you know anybody, you know, you name it, we'll write it. And uh, that's how we're uh, financing our podcast these days. So feel free to refer anybody who needs a scrivener, as it were. Talk to you later.